in this room anywhere else. It's on your radio right now. Do you know how to pop that coochie for a good There you go. It's the world's most dangerous one to show. Got the cameras on Good morning, Angela Yee. Good morning, DJ Envy. Charlemagne the God. Peace to the planet. It's Tuesday. Yes, it's Tuesday. That's right. Here is our little reality show star, DJ Envy. Big announcement for you yesterday. You said little reality star. DJ Envy. Yes. Hello. Make your announcement. What announcement? You have a reality show coming. Well, the show just started. I mean, we still got rumor reporting all kind of but stuff. But that was that. a big story yesterday. I saw it on all the blogs. Yes, uh, I saw it in Variety. Bravo announced that uh, the Casey crew and uh, Bravo has partnered up, and we're doing a, a, a great show. It's going to be a positive family show. You know, I do the podcast because um, a lot of people always came up to me and said, you know, asked about my relationship with my wife and all the things that we've been through: ups, downs, good, bad, and. and and they were like, damn, my, my relationship's like that, and I don't really see that. So it was like, well, let's do a podcast to talk about it and really explain to people, you know, what, what we've been through, you know? It, it's not just all hunky. Everything is all hunky-dory. So, hunky-dory. So we, you know, started to do a, a the podcast, and then we've got a, a, a couple of offers to do shows and nothing that we really wanted to do. And, you know, we wanted to EP our own show to make sure that the content that was getting out there was was positive. You and, always EP your own show. Well, not too many people EP their own show. Oh, that's because they're stupid. No, but, right. <laughs> okay. oh, no that is because they're stupid. Okay, if you're smart, you EP your own show through your own production company. Yeah, so uh, we got an opportunity to partner up with Bravo, and Bravo made the announcement. Um, So, you know, we're excited, super-duper excited. And why is it a docu-comedy, though? I don't know why they added docu-comedy. Maybe it's funny. I mean, it's, it's about our family, so there's things that are funny. It's, it's just everything. I mean, we talk about... Everything you could possibly imagine, from Madison going to the prom to, uh, you know, raising Logan in, in, in the area that we raise him in and, and how difficult that is because he's a, you know, African-American boy and, we're you know, we're raising him. It's a it's a white town and, and all those dilemmas and problems with that and just everything that's going on, you know? Well, well if it's a, it's a docu-comedy, so that means that you're going to have to be able to take take jokes the way you take nine-and-a-half-inch dildos because mm-hmm. it's going to be a lot of slander. It's going to be a lot of slander coming from the social media world. Yeah, so you can't open it up. A, you can't open it up and call it a docu comedy if you're not gonna be able to take the jokes. Um, I don't know why they would call it. I don't know why they would call it. Does a dildo come up? Does a dildo come up? If you mm-hmm. look, no. if you like, look, this ain't funny. I don't know why they no. call it a docu comedy because <laughs> no, I'm not. It's, it's about my family. <laughs> well, I mean, they called it a comedy. There's things that are funny about my family and things that are serious. So I don't know why docu comedy, but Logan's pretty funny. It's a reality show. It's based on our life and everything that's going on. Well, congratulations. Thank you. Thank yeah, you very that's much. A big deal. So congratulations to you guys. I'm excited to watch the show. When does it start? 
They, you still got to go on production they, and all that There's, a lot, there's yeah. a lot to go on. Because you guys have been filming already. Yeah, we have, but it, it was a little... Because uh, it was developmental. They announced the developmental. It deal. was a little premature, but, you yeah, know... Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it was, like, I was, like, like, I was shocked. We don't know what's going on. I was at the crib like, why would they announce this right well, now? Well, I think, I, I think they did it to test the waters mm-hmm. to see what kind of heat, uh, you know, certain shows would generate were like when the, they announced. the main show in the announcement. Yeah, they did that to test the waters. They wanted to see what kind of heat an announcement of a DJ Envy reality show would generate. Well, I'm, here, I'm sure I'm they here got the heat it. they wanted. I'm sure they, they got the heat that they wanted. I mean, we, you know, a lot of this was, you know, we necessarily didn't tell anybody. And, you know, when you start getting phone calls from family members, like, you doing this? You know, it's it's crazy. But we're excited about it. We're You're excited. Like, we would have liked to make the announcement ourselves. A positive black family on, on, on television and, well, I mean, and doing the things that we're doing. And, and just, you know, it's it's the whole reality of raising a one-year-old, a 16-year-old, her learning how to drive, her going to college, and everything that's going on yeah. in the house and love, happiness, and Everything. So and, you know, and, and, you, and you still don't get to make those announcements yourself when you do television. <laughs> they put out the press releases when they want to. But, but don't they usually give you a, don't they give you a heads up? Yeah, yeah. And they tell you like the press release is coming out today, <laughs> the yeah. and, right and they ask you for a quote. There you mm-hmm. go. Yeah, but yet they didn't even, didn't even have a quote in there from you because that, that was something that they did to show that they, what their developmental slate would be. Absolutely. Yeah, coming up. Oh, you've been through this, huh? Oh, yeah, you know. Yeah, a couple times. Yeah. Huh? yeah. All right. All right, but yeah, that that was going on, and we're super duper excited. The the wife's happy, the kids are excited. We just want to show some positivity out there, and we are great. So um, let's get the show cracking. We got some guests coming through, but I don't have my paperwork. Oh, here we go. We have uh, the detox doctors joining us this morning. Oh, Coach Jesse, Dr. Amun, Dr. Amsu. And today we are also going to be talking about fibroids because 90% of African-American women are struggling with fibroids. So there are some solutions for you, hopefully. That's right. So um, this is the doctor that helped me lose uh, that weight and helped me get a little, a lot healthier. I lost 24 pounds on their detox. Everybody said, oh, after the detox, you're going to gain all that weight back. I mean, it's already been a month, and I think I gained three pounds. That's it. Because I'm eating healthy. I'm doing healthier things. I'm continuing to work out. And, and it feels great. My wife, is. she lost 10 pounds. She's trying to gain it back. She's <laughs> eating everything to gain that weight back healthy, and it, she's having a difficult time. Yeah, but the, we're loving it. The point of a detox is not to go eat the same exact things you were eating before the detox. It's supposed to teach you healthier eating habits. Absolutely. Uh, so we'll kick it with them in a little bit. And let's get the show cracking. Front page news, what we're talking about. Uh, let's talk about a teenager who has now been ordered to pay $36 million of restitution. Wow. All right. Well, we'll talk about it when we come back. Keep it locked. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Let's get in some front page news. I just want to say, last night I had to DJ the club, the strip club, right? Starless. Shout out to everybody that came out to Starless last night. But usually when I DJ the club, I have a we have an office in the back where I have a bed where I can sleep. In the strip club? No, here. Oh, up here. Oh, up like, here we have an office. Club? No, up here we have an office where I have a bed that I can sleep in before the show. They changed the lock on the office. So when I came in this morning, there was I, I couldn't it wouldn't work. They changed the lock on the breakfast club office? Yes. Did they tell you? No. Did they tell you? No. Well, you know what that means. I don't even get to use that office. So they didn't tell- I got two years left on my contract. I guess they're getting an early start. So I had to sleep on the floor <laughs> this morning, take my little nap on the floor. Why didn't you put the chairs together or sleep on the couch? Because the lights don't go off, so it would have been brightened and everybody walks in, so I had to sleep on it yeah, anyway. How many more years you got left on your contract? I got about four. Oh, I don't got two. So I got four. I guess they're locking us out early. <laughs> they're locking us out early? It's a wrap. All right. Well, let's get into some front page news. Now, uh, the Cavs beat the Celtics last night, 111-102. LeBron had go. 44. I told you, 
LeBron is LeBron is he's gonna make it to the finals. He's I didn't watch the, the game last finals. night, but uh, I'm telling. I told the Boston fans yesterday that it's gonna be them versus the Cavs and the refs for the rest of the series. Absolutely. Okay, they're gonna make sure LeBron James gets in the NBA finals. Yeah, he definitely gonna make the finals. Now let's talk about this kid. You said he had a, a lot to pay in restitution. What happened? Yeah, and we don't know his name because he was a minor at the time of the incident. He was only 15 years old. He is now 17, but he has to pay 36 million dollars, and that is for starting the Eagle Creek wildfire last year. That's restitution to cover all of the damages. So what happened was uh, he was throwing, he threw some fireworks in the forest, and that's what started those wildfires that burned more than 48,000 acres. Now, his attorney is saying that fine violates the Constitution. He said that protects people from excessive fines and cruel and unusual punishment. But according to the judge, the judge is saying the restitution is clearly proportionate to the offense because it does not exceed the financial damages caused by the youth. I'm supposed to feel sorry for him? This man committed a whole fire? Possibly put a lot of people's lives in danger, and I'm supposed to feel sorry for him? Because all he got to do is pay a fine? Yeah, he was sentenced to five years probation and almost 2,000 hours of community service at the time. And he has to pay a fine of $36 million? Yes. That's Good. restitution. It's not just like he has to pay back. He's never going to be able to yeah, pay that. For the rest it's of his over. life, he's going to have to they pay They should that. treat him the way they treat people who got student loans. Like, constantly bill him for the rest of his life. Garner all... Oh, I'm if, sure. That's the way they do people when they're on child support. Garner all his wages, no matter what job he got. He might as well go to prison. Because he's going to be sure. working, for, working for the state he might, for the rest of his gonna life. He's going to just have to get paid off the books forever. His credit is done, too. But <laughs> Talking about uh, Stacey Abrams. Now she is possibly going to be the first Black female governor ever. Mm-hmm. So that is a huge deal. She's running uh, for governor in Georgia, and she actually will be joining us on the Breakfast Club. She's calling in later today because everybody has to vote today. Okay. All right. There's 22 states that have never had a female chief executive. So. Uh, women have not been literally shut out, but for a black woman, she would be the first black woman ever in all of the United States. Drop on the clues bomb for Stacey Abrams. Yeah, go out there and vote Georgia, for Stacey Georgia, make sure Abrams y'all today. vote for Stacey. Black Stacey. Yeah, there's okay. two Stacey. So Stacey A. Black Stacey. Stacey Adams. Yo, your poppy, your grandpoppy poppy wore them Stacey Adams shoes. Just remember, Stacey A. Black Abrams. Stacey. Black Stacey. Well, you can't, it's not going to be no black Stacey. Listen, that's the hashtag they running with, okay? Black, black Stacey. Stacey. I saw Angela Rye posting that yesterday. Black Stacey. People Stacey. Gonna get, people going to get to that, that vote and move be like, Black Stacey. Which one is that? Stacey Stacey Abrams. Well, she'll be calling in later today now. Uh, That's a big deal. But she still first has to win the primary. So she does, like we said, have to be the Democratic representative um, in order to be able to win in November. So make sure you guys in Georgia go out and vote. And they are warning about a dangerous batch of K2 in Brooklyn. This is the second time it's happened. Mm -hmm. And now the uh, toll has climbed up to 50 people who have overdosed. You basically take two puffs and just pass out on the floor. Now, let me ask you a a dumb question because I really don't know. Mm Mm-hmm. What is a what is K two synthetic marijuana? And the you can problem, buy it from a bodega. You're not supposed to. It's illegal. You you're not supposed to buy synthetic marijuana. The problem is no one knows what's in it. So every single time you get it, it has a different mixture combination of when things. When you buy weed, you really don't know what's in it, right? That's not true. If you because you, you can you can buy certain grades of weed, certain strains of weed, you know what's in your marijuana. Now uh, what they're saying is the drugs are packaged under the brand Scooby Snacks, Potpourri, and fairly legal premium natural blend. So you don't even really know what you're buying. If your dumbass is drinking, if smoking K two intentionally in 2018, you deserve whatever comes to you, even death. Okay, if you're intentionally smoking K two, knowing that what it is, I don't want nobody to die. Hey, yes, I don't care. How about that? Not that I want to. I just don't care, especially if you're intentionally doing it. You roll up some K2 and smoke it. Well, well this is it, happening kind of near where I live, and I actually sometimes when I drive, I can see people that you could tell 
that they're smoking some synthetic marijuana. They look like zombies. Wow. All right. Well, that's front page news. Get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. If you're upset, you need to vent, hit us up right now. Maybe you had a bad night, bad morning. Maybe they changed the lock on your uh, office door and nobody told you. Whatever it may be, get it off your chest. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Get it, pick up the mother, mother phone and dial. This is your time to get it off your chest. Whether you're mad or blessed. Say it with your chest. We want to hear from you on The Breakfast Club. So you better have the same energy. Yeah. Hello, who's this? This is John from Houston. How you doing today? DJ Envy. What's up, John? Get it off your chest, bro. Well, um, I want to give my condolences on my prayers to the family um, in Santa Fe, Texas, which is about 20 miles from Houston. You know, I, I spoke to you guys last week about my son, Fabian Fable Smith. He was murdered in Houston. Yes, sir. And I know how what, what the parents are going through. You know, this, this is heartfelt for us in Houston and also throughout America. You know, I have people that's reaching out to me, you know, trying to, you know, put prayers for everybody in the city of Houston and surrounding areas for what happened. You know, and that, that safer page is Houston's Unsolved Homicide. You know, we really appreciate you guys' um, support, love, you know, towards the, the victim of Santa Fe. And uh, my heart goes out to these parents and parent to parent because after the shooting happened, I was actually about five miles away, I'll say, about two hours after it happened. I didn't even know it was going on. And I wish the, I wish the parents would spend more time, you know, in the world. Just talk to your kids because bullying is very, very strong in America right now mm-hmm. and peer pressure. And I think a lot of parents need to reach out to their children and, and be more of a parent than a friend. You know, I don't believe in the theory of, 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 of co-parenting because when you're a parent, you're a parent full-time. That's my belief about parenting. But I'm asking you parents in America to please talk to your children, see what's going on in their life, you know, and stop worrying about other things. You know, I think now society has been separated through social media. You know, and I 100%. think we need to go old school and start focusing. And I agree with you. I think you need to be a parent and a friend. I think you also need to be a friend to get, you know, to, to talk yes. to your children what's going on. I think you need to be both as a parent. And pull your kids off goddamn yes. social media. You can't knock all co-parents, though. I mean, some people don't have that, don't have the luxury of being together. Well, you don't so have that option. You got to be co-parent. <laughs> Hello, who's this? This is June. Hey, what's up, June? Get it off your chest. Mad as hell because I spent 18 hours at George Bush International due to no flight attendant. Flight was supposed to leave at 8.07 p.m. Got pushed back to 9.12. They tried mm. to say to weather. And then the plane never took off. The plane oh, was at no. the dock. The pilots were there. They didn't tell us anything. And then all of a sudden, boom, your plane is going to be delayed again instead of six hours, 11 hours and 53 minutes. What airline? They didn't tell us. Uh, United. Oh, yeah. okay. I'm sorry for your mama. Okay. That's all I can say. I can't, I can't do I can't I'm not do, even going to lie to you else. and tell you I'm sorry for you, boo. That's just the way it goes sometime at the airport. Yeah, I'm sorry, mama. I know, but they never tell us anything. Nope. They never say a nope. word. Don't even offer a food voucher. It was elderly people stuck in the airport for 18 hours sleeping in chairs. And I felt really bad for them, but, you know, what do you do? All right, get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. If you need to vent, hit us up now. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Wake up, wake up. Wake your ass. This is your time to get it off your chest. Whether you're mad or blessed, we want to hear from you on The Breakfast Club. Hello, who's this? This is Cece, and I'm really excited because I just got a new position that I start next month. Hey, so doggy I style or missionary? Really blessed. 
<laughs> so is it a raise or a brand new job? Um, it's a raise and it's a new position within the same company. Well, good for you out there showing and shining. Thank you. You guys have a wonderful day. You too. Hello, who's this? Hi, this is Corliss. Hey, get it off your chest. Um, well, first of all, I want to say, you know, positive vibes to everybody. Hey, Angela. Hi. Hey, Angie. Good morning. I agree with everything Charlamagne said. Hey, Charlamagne. What's happening, baby? I am a black woman raised by a black woman raised by another black woman, and we wake up every day. We royalty every day. Every day. Like, just because you married into a royal family, that means nothing to me. I didn't watch the wedding. Me personally, the only thing I loved about it was her mama and that gorgeous green dress with them locks and that nose ring, honestly. Okay. Also, if you smoking fake weed, I agree with Charlemagne too. You deserve whatever comes to you. That's like putting fake gas in your car and being mad to break down. You stupid. Yeah, I think I think some people uh, didn't know that it was synthetic marijuana because it's called something else. It's not like it's called. Here's some K two. Mm. Hello, who's this? Hello, Wonder. Hey, what's up, Wonder? Get it off your chest. Oh, what's up? First and foremost, I just want to say utmost respect to the Breakfast Club, DJ NVU. Thank Angela you, Yee hey. and Charlemagne the God have been listening ever since Charlemagne told people in Patterson to put their guns down so I'm a major fan oh you've been listening for 8 years yeah well it'll be so, 8 years this uh December yeah Fresno California like I'm out here in the west coast listening to y'all right now and I just stood up just to try to get it in so much respect and I, I pay attention to the brilliant idiots I haven't been up on the Casey Crew, really. I don't have family like that <laughs> or lip service like that. But oh, I'm sorry to hear that you don't respect. get lip service. All right, all right. Well, thank you for listening. Hello, who's this? Hey, good morning, God, peace and blessings, y'all. How y'all doing, man? Porter party guy, what's cracking? Get it off your chest. Hey, listen, man. I just want to congratulate you, Envy, on your uh, new TV show that's coming up. Yes, you know? congratulations. Boy, a, I can't boy, wait to watch. Yeah, yeah. I want to get a cameo. You know, I could come on oh, the, the grounds and clean a porter party, and you know. We don't. We don't have. We don't have any porter parties on the ground, sir. You think that's gonna be your big what break? You? you think your big break is gonna be uh, showcasing the world your porter party skills on DJ Envy's reality hey, you show? Never, you, hey, you never know, Charlemagne. You know what I mean? My name. Oh is no, Thomas I know. <laughs> My goodness. Okay, I can almost guarantee that's not going to do it for you. Well, listen, if everybody want to check me out, you could go to YouTube, S-A-S-E-A-N-1 for Sean, and you can check out my music, and we could go from there. Subscribe to my page, too, man. Have okay. a great day, Sean. Have a good morning, yeah, man. Be blessed. Hey, one, one, hey, Envy. Yo. Since y'all doing the detox thing, man, can y'all do, like, something for y'all listeners, like, you know what I mean, where you help... Like three of you listeners uh, lose some weight through this uh, detox thing, and you guys uh, provide the detox uh, for your listeners. Well, what I did was um, about two weeks ago, I did a special code where anybody who, who punched in that code got fifty percent off, and I took the I paid uh, for the other fifty. I don't know if you was listening no around that time, but yeah, my detox no, is over. I'm, I'm I'm actually off the detox. I'm just eating healthier, and I know Charlemagne last year picked two people. To uh, try to lose weight, and uh, I, I you think you see what happened with that—they both fell off. Because, because I need some help, man. Because I'm 250 pounds right now, and I'm trying to come down to 230. Of course, I'm in the gym, but I still need some help with, you know, what I mean, with doing that. But since y'all are my celebrity friends, y'all should help me out. Well, I'm, not, I'm not a celebrity, sir. Did you change your diet and the way that you ate? Uh, uh, I'm changing on my diet now, but you know, as a Jamaican, we love to eat rice and, and certain things like that, but. I'm trying to change up my diet, man. It's not easy for me. All right. Okay, they'll be up here today, so make sure you listen. Yeah. No, I'm going to listen today in the garbage truck, so. But you have a, you guys have a great day today. All right. You too, bro.
All right, get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. If you need to vent, you can hit us up at any time. Yee, we got rumors on the way? Yes, let's talk TV, TV, TV. We'll talk about Lifetime and the R. Kelly documentary and movie they have coming. Also, Envy will give us some more information on his reality show with his family that has been confirmed coming to Bravo. All right, we'll get into all that when we come back. Keep it locked. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Let's get to the rumors. Let's talk R. Kelly. It's about time. What's going on? Yo, yo. Rumor Report. Rumor Report. This is The Rumor Report. Talk to him. With Angela Yee on The Breakfast Club. So Lifetime is gearing up to do this R. Kelly documentary series. Now, it's going to talk about the families directly affected by R. Kelly's alleged sex cult. Uh, R. Kelly doesn't seem like he's losing any sleep over this, okay, because he feels like he already has so many fans. Here's what he said uh, in a video that someone recorded. I am handcuffed like a lot of you motherfuckers. I'm handcuffed by my destiny. It's too late. They should have did this 30 years ago. It's too late. The music has been injected into the world. Yeah, but he acted like, like karma's not catching up to his ass and like he's not losing money. Like, come on, R. Kelly. You've been losing a lot of money over the past few years. A lot of shows have All been right? canceled. Stop you it. can not be what you could have been. You can smile and look like you you little laughing to keep from crying, but we know you're really crying on the inside. Knock it off. All right. In addition to this documentary series, they're also going to be doing, uh, I guess, one of those Lifetime movies. They have one of those in the works about R. Kelly also. Now, he's also being sued for sexual assault by a woman who claims that he held her against her will. Her name is Faith Rogers. She says they met in March of 2017. She was 19 years old at the time. And she said a couple of months later, he flew her to New York City for one of his concerts. And that's when he bombarded her hotel room, initiated unwanted sexual contact, which included oral and vaginal intercourse. And she said the sex was abusive and he criticized her for being boring in bed. She said they dated for about one year, during which he mentally, verbally, and sexually abused her and also gave her herpes. If you recall, there was a phone conversation that someone taped with R. Kelly, and this was Faith who actually taped that call. Here's a piece of that. Do you think, like, this is all my fault? I mean, I don't feel like I acted crazy. I feel like I just had a moment, like, with you, and you just no, told you me, you me out. I, this is not what I was looking for. I was looking for you to be humble and say, hey, it's not messed up. I was thinking wrong. I was thinking crazy. You know, and I did play you like, I don't blame you for acting like that. You being who you are. I'm not going, I'm not talking about this no more because I don't, like I say, when you want to talk to me, come and talk to me. He said he doesn't talk on the phone. That's very interesting that he said the music is already injected in people, too, because I'm one of those people, when I hear R. Kelly records now, it just don't feel the same. Energy is important to me. Mm-hmm. All right, and congratulations to DJ Envy and his family. They have a docu-comedy coming to Bravo. They have put eight new series into development at Bravo, and one of them is going to be called Gold with Envy. That's with DJ Envy and his family. You yeah. got to tell them stop calling it a docu-comedy. Yeah, it's, not, it's not a docu-comedy. It's, it's a, a family reality show. It's based on our family and, and our five kids, and, and it's everything that goes on in our house and, and everything that we're dealing with, with society, with this world, putting a, a teenager through high school, going to college, and raising a one-year-old. It's just our family. A lot that you hear on the podcast is just real life, real. We're excited about it. It's positive. It's all about a family that's going through everything. The trials, tribulations, good, po- bad, everything. It's, yeah, it's, it's, it says here the couple works to keep up the street cred that has made them a household name. Well, you what? Know that, you know that wasn't written by <laughs> us. Yeah, some white people wrote that. <laughs> yeah, right when that. it comes to docu-comedy, though, it's, it's creating the expectation that you're going to be on there trying to make people laugh. 
And then I, that's when people won't laugh. Yeah, no. I so mean, take away DocuCom. Yeah, that's definitely not what we're trying to do. It's, it's we're trying to put positivity out there and show people that you can have a family. It's gonna it's, it's gonna be a lot of hard work. It's gonna be great. So um, we're excited about it. We're excited to put the positivity out there and our kids and everybody's out there. You're gonna get an inside life of. Of what you don't see, because I show a lot of my life as well, but it's going to be a lot of things that you don't see, so it should be a lot of fun. All right, well, I'm Angela Yee, and that is your rumor report. All right, thank you, Miss Yee. Now, when we come back, our detox doctors will be joining us. Now, these are the doctors that I, I jumped on their detox. I lost 24 pounds. I feel healthier. I feel lighter. I feel better, so we'll kick it with them. And they're also going to be talking about fibroids this morning. Yes, up to 90% of African-American women will develop fibroids by the age of 50. And uh, white women, up to 70% of them also develop fibroids. So it's an issue for women uh, in general. And so you can have some hope and not have to go and have surgery. There's alternative methods and what you can do to improve your lifestyle and help eliminate those fibroids. All right, and we'll talk to them when we come back. Don't move. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the God. We are The Breakfast Club. We got some special guests in the building. We have uh, the good old doctors. Doctor, hey, I, I, I'm, I'm gonna mess up your names. Amsu and Aman. Are you yeah. Hello, Amsu. Doctor Amsu and Aman. After they put you on a detox and they've been up here twenty times. You know what I'm saying? You gonna mess up their names? I mess up my mama's name. So we're gonna <laughs> <laughs> we have Jesse here. Welcome, Jesse. Hey, and, and Coach Jesse. Thank you. Thank you. And who do you have with you? Yes. Really excited. We have with us one of the Hope Sisters from our Hope Beyond Fibers Elimination Program. Actually, this little guy right here, Carl Jr., is a miracle baby from our Hope Beyond Fibers Elimination Program. And Rochelle Baines, his mom. Okay. Now, so, this is important because we talked very. about fibroids briefly up here, and a mm-hmm. lot of people hit us up. Uh, well, a lot of women hit mm-hmm. me up asking me about fibroid elimination. So yep. we thought it would be important to yep. talk about fibroids and how they affect a woman's body. Uh, a lot of black women actually get diagnosed with fibroids at a much higher rate than any other race. So let's talk about that. We just came out of Mother's Day, right? Which is hard because a lot of people are dealing with infertility. And a lot of them, it's brought on by fibroids. In Rochelle's case, it was just like me. It was brought on by fibroids. And many women don't understand that they're actually, the, the, the options that they're being given are only advanced reproductive technologies, such as IVF, which have, we're going to talk about, there are a lot of scary things associated with that. But I thought it'd be great for people, for the inspiration, for people to actually hear a bit about Rochelle's story and kind of how she got from having fibroids that cause infertility and severe hormonal acne, as well as severe debilitating cramps every month, to now having a miracle baby And what's the percentage of black women that have fibroids? 90%. 90%. So this is a pandemic. Mm -hmm. And then on top of that, women in general, it's like 50 to 70% of women. So it's a women's issue. So let's talk about your story and how uh, Carl Jr. is here today. Well, he's being so good. I don't even think daddy's in the building. Just in case. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Just in case. So just for my story, I mean, now looking back, I was definitely had fibroids. I was struggling from estrogen dominance all along from the age of 13. Mm -hmm. So even when I was actually diagnosed, now looking back, I had all the signs from the age of 13 when I broke out with hormonal acne. And of course, I kind of let that go on for about three years. And then at 16, I was put on birth control pills because I was told that it'll help improve your skin and all of my you know, debilitating cramps that I had. And it regulates your period. You don't have such bad cramps. Your period is a lot shorter. Right. So Mm -hmm. I went on for about nine years. Things were great. Skin was clear, no cramps. And then I ended up getting married at 25. And immediately after getting married, you know, you start thinking about children and starting a family. I get off the birth control pills and it took a toll on me. How do you know when you have fibroids? 
Well, first of all, many people don't realize they have estrogen dominance, which is the root cause, okay? Because you can have the fibroids growing or, or the, the root cause that will develop it in your body by virtue of irregular periods. So that's an indicator, um, as well as severe cramping. Like, you should not bleed any more than about three tablespoons. So most women already have estrogen. <laughs> right, so most women have estrogen dominance, mm -hmm. which is the root cause, all right? Fibroids actually prevent you from, uh, it causes infertility. Yeah, in her case, they did. Not in every case, but they did in her case, definitely. Okay, so explain that part of it. So in my case, I ended up going, of course, after trying to have a baby for a year, I ended up going to an actual fertility clinic. And so that's when I actually found out that I had the fibroids, and I had a 16-centimeter predunculated fibroid and a couple of other ones. But I also had one inside my actual uterine cavity, and that's what was causing the problems with fertility. So I was given, hey, let's schedule the, the surgery immediately. Yeah. They actually wanted to do a hysterectomy, and she didn't even have any children yet, right? Wow. So at that point, you know, she just started looking That's for very harsh, a hysterectomy. Very harsh. But it's typical, especially, in fact, women are at the highest rate of Black hysterectomies. Women. Black women, okay? Four to five times more likely than any that's other crazy. race. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And the United States leads the world. In hysterectomy. So that's the first thing that they jump to? Yes, exactly. Can you explain estrogen dominance to me? Because I thought women were supposed to have a lot of estrogen. No, they're not. Estrogen dominance is basically where the metabolism of estrogen is the issue. There's different forms of metabolism, but the specific one what causes problems with estrogen is um, hydroxylation. That causes all the harmful forms of estrogen. Dr. The, Amsu, the, do, you, do you want to tell them where it comes from? Through stress, diet, and pollutants. Right, pollutants through, stress, through certain foods. And, um, yeah. and this is the thing is that the contraceptive pill, the birth control oh. pill, that's the, one, that's the biggest setup, and it should be a crime mm. for yeah. what OBGYNs are doing to especially young black girls. Because young black girls, they may have um, spotting in their cycle. And they'll say, oh, we want to regulate your cycle. They do it whether you're overbleeding. You can even take pills and not get your period at right. all. Right, right. Yeah. There you go. So for that everything everything hormonal with black girls, especially, they're saying take the contraceptive pill, take the birth control pill. They know that the birth control pill is estrogen or progestin, and they cause endometriosis, they cause fibroids, they cause PCOS. And what they do when, you, when, a, when a girl goes to see a doctor... Or OBGYN, they say, oh, we're just going to, you only got a few fibroids. We're going to yeah. monitor them. Don't worry about it. We're, gonna, we're just going to keep an eye on it for now. When they're they go issue. back, now they're like eight centimeters. Now there's like 40, 50 of them. Mm -hmm. Then they say, all right, you need a hysterectomy because it's going to cause problems. And it's a big setup. So And, and I think a, a key crime. thing here is it's a billion-dollar business. Right. It is. You're talking about, let's track it, from the birth control pills, which in her case, they started her at 16 years old. Mm -hmm. Okay. And it masked the symptoms because now she wasn't getting the triggers that her body was telling her it was becoming estrogen dominant because it was covering up the acne and it was covering up the cramping, heavy, heavy cramping. So you're taking the birth control pills all that time. Then now your body, when she was off, she found out her body was developing fibroids to the point where she had a 16-centimeter fibroid, which is large, outside of the uterus, and then one inside and some others, which were now causing infertility. So guess what? Infertility, they want to push you to advanced reproductive technologies like IVF, cha-ching, okay, mm -hmm. which is more estrogen treatments, all right? And then in between that, like in my case, right, I had, what, 10 surgeries? Five of them were for fibroids because the fibroids keep coming back. So what do you suggest for women that have fibroids? 
Well, very first thing is become educated. And like I said, that's why we give free information at, um, at our website, thedetoxdown.com forward slash gift. They can get a free teleseminar to learn about how it develops, what kind of things they can do specifically to change. And that's why we developed the, the program. Like she specifically found our program because when the doctor said hysterectomy, she was like, no, I'm not doing it. Her husband, I know Carl, you were like not here. Mm-hmm. And then that's when she really started to say to do the research and she found the program. And for us, through coaching, nutrition plan, the electric food, herbal supplements, and our daily practices, like she was literally able to, what happened in the program? Yes, I was on the program. And then I followed, of course, all of the steps, the four steps. And within, I'd say probably about, what, five, five month period, I ended up getting pregnant. I wasn't focused on it, but I was, you know, making sure that I was getting my sunlight, actually getting sleep and rest and things of that nature. So, And I think the key thing is women want to know how quickly did your symptoms change? Because oh. she had severe acne that came back as an adult. Remember when she got off the pill and the severe cramping, like debilitating cramping. How quickly did they change? Immediately. Like yeah. once I started changing totally all of my, my eating habits, I mean, it was immediate. I mean, my first period, it was just like, oh, my goodness, is this what it's supposed to be like? When are the symptoms going to show up? Right. And then for her, the key thing was that Carl, when they were ready to get pregnant, her husband actually did the program with her. And within oh, a month. Oh, so it's important for men to do it Yes, as and well. that's what I was going to say. Within a month's time, they actually conceived. And they had been fighting infertility for over a year. But it's critical the support that the man gives because there's also something called acidic sperm. You want to talk about that, Dr. Amor? What? When you're talking about acidic sperm, it's basically down to a man's diet, his lifestyle. Mm-hmm. So um, him eating incorrectly and um, having that form of lifestyle, his sperm count will diminish. And then that will lead to a result of them not able to conceive a child. There's, there's something um, about um, low sperm count. It's going to upset mm-hmm. a lot of black guys. Especially weed. Weed, yeah. Don't, don't do it. Don't well, yeah, do I've always weed. heard that weed oh, lowers yeah, your no, sperm count. Weed. By the way, the Nation of Islam been saying that. Yeah. 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 I've, I've always heard that. Oligospermia and azuspermia because there's a lot of estrogen in the bud of weed. weed. And it's causing crazy um, outcomes where fertility and fecundity within black people, it affects men and women. That's another question. Is it making men more feminine? That's another thing. Yes. Andropause, it, it accelerates andropause. Wow. Although Wesley I do know some guys Wesley smoke Muhammad a lot of baby mamas. Huh? <laughs> no, that, yeah. that, is, that is a fact. Listen, there are other because factors. That, other <laughs> factors. She just said there are a lot of uh, Yeah, because the estrogen now starts rising and the depletion of testosterone in a man is taking place. So that's where now he's feeling more feminine, acting more feminine. Talking more feminine. So, and, it, and it also leads to prostate cancer. You're talking about male pattern baldness. There are a yeah. lot of things. So it really, the estrogen dominance is something that affects the family. All right, we got more with our detox doctors and Coach Jesse. So don't move. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Now we have our detox doctors Dr. Amun and Dr. Amsu. And also Coach Jesse here. Now let's talk so. about uh, the detox. I was on a 30-day detox. Shout out to Envy. Yeah, it was a, it was you a, looking a, good. It was a rough one, yeah, me and my wife. <laughs> you know, um, the first thing that people said was, you know, when I, well, first they thought I got paid from you guys. And I was like, no, I'm not getting paid. Like, no. this is, I'm just really doing it. They said that a 30-day detox is not healthy. So, so what do you, you say to people that say it's not healthy? Well, the thing is, with the 30-day detox, what you was doing, you wasn't starving yourself, mm-hmm. yeah. right? And that's the difference with a detox, because your food is actually supposed to be the medicine to detoxify your body. Mm-hmm. So you eating fruit, certain grains, drinking water, 
um, and taking the supplements and you was exercising, I believe, through that. Mm-hmm. That is all the components of being healthy. Ask, you know, when people say that's not healthy, they have to back it up because mm-hmm. we do this for years mm-hmm. and we have reversed such things as sickle cell anemia, mm-hmm. diabetes type 2, high blood pressure, high blood pressure right? High cholesterol, all of these health conditions that people have been suffering with. Mm-hmm. They've done the detox, whether it's 14 or 30 days, and they've seen tremendous results. How do you feel yourself? I feel personally? great. No, I'm, I'm good money. You know, they, they, you know, they also said that uh, losing, as I lost 24 pounds, that 24 pounds in 30 days was not healthy. When you're saying you was losing weight, that's not you were totally correct. You was, you was yeah. losing fat and toxins. Because we could say, you know, from around your face, your yeah. chin, you look totally different. I didn't yeah, recognize you this morning. Right? Nah. <laughs> 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 like, Who's this young guy? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You look, I mean, all jokes aside, yeah. like even if you didn't do our program, just seeing you over from when we was here, February or yeah, something yeah. like that, mm-hmm. to now, you look younger, you look fresher, you look vibrant. You, you know? feel better. And yeah, you yeah, feel absolutely. better. Mm-hmm. So... He's looking result. old and washed. He looks like he can take you in an arm wrestle right now. So the results, <laughs> the results speaks for themselves. Right. right. You know, so again, when people loosely just say, that is dangerous. You don't, come on, you got to be a bit, because we're coming with real Back life case times. study. Right. Mm-hmm. Real life case study is the ultimate truth. Now, how many, how many detoxes should somebody do a year? Is it one? Okay. Is it two? Is it Well, what we recommend would be two. Mm-hmm. Um, two 30-day detoxes? Well, no, it could be oh. different. We will recommend at least do two detoxes a year. Mm-hmm. But ultimately, you try to change your lifestyle. And that's why we have the meal plans and everything else. Mm-hmm. So your everyday living, how you eat and what you intake is. Starvation isn't hunger. Hunger, a lot of people eat to satisfy hunger. Right. But they're starving because starvation is the lack of nutrients. And minerals. And minerals body. that your body needs to replenish and regenerate you know. cells. <laughs> And it's all about your cells. Every system in your body is made up of cells, and it's about getting correct nutrients to those cells to keep your body working, to get electricity to those cells. And starvation, you got here in New York, most people are overweight, obese or whatever, and and they're all starving. They're all starving. The difference also is that um, you felt different, right? You actually uh, would say at times, man, you know what, I feel fuller, on less food. Absolutely. Because you actually, many times when we eat, we're actually eating empty calories. Mm -hmm. So what you were doing is you were actually getting the nutrients and minerals you needed so you didn't need more. You needed less food because you were actually this time satiating what your body really needed. We know a lot of people said after the detox that I was going to get all that weight right back up after the detox. But you haven't. No, I haven't. I actually gained three pounds. You get a little bit of it back. I gained three pounds after three weeks. but um, <laughs> but that's weight. Don't your body got like weight? Yeah, that's, that's, that's nothing. That's not weight. Yeah, I'm stuck in those I can't go up and I can't go. On. I'm not complaining, but mm-hmm. you know, why do a lot of people? But your gain body settles. Weight? Why do a lot of people gain weight after their detox? Where they gain all their weight back? They, they go, go back to regular right eating. Back to the bull crap. Right back to I think one of the best things about doing a detox is it does introduce you to foods that maybe you weren't eating before, yeah. and it also makes you think more before you eat. I eat butternut squash. Because food is your medicine. You're using food as your medicine. Avocados. After you do a detox, you kind of have more of a, okay, let me just, before I just go out and go crazy, what an option. let me think about this first. And sometimes you might make better decisions based off of having done 30 days of making better decisions. Oh, my fruit game is crazy now. But I wanted to just wrap up with Rochelle's story to say that um, a key thing also, this is tran- tran- transition changed the rest of her life. And even in the way she's raising Carl, you know, and for instance, there was a season where when you were first, when you first had him, you, you were having issues lactating and you took, you gave him formula and he developed eczema. Mm. Now, 
A lot of people say, oh, I was just born with it. Oh, I, I have eczema. That's just an allergy. The baby's now allergic. It was actually from the food. And this is what we try to tell people. Allergies come from the food. Right. Every condition is coming from the food. Because when he actually went on breast milk, because she went to a lactation consultant and started to get her breast milk to really flow regularly, everything went away. And that's true. When people do detoxes, sometimes the allergies that they've had to certain foods Exactly. Are well, let's just say this quickly, because I know we're on a time thing. When you actually talk about foods, right, it's not actually food you're eating. It's chemical compounds Ooh, mixed disgusting. and added with artificial coloring, coloring, artificial preservative, artificial flavoring. So what you're actually eating is a drug. It's chemical. It's, it's chemical. It's a chemical compound. So it's not actually food. And that's one of the things that you really have to, you know, get educated on that what you're consuming on a day-to-day basis is not food. Now, what are the supplements? Because people ask, you know, a lot of people ask me about the detox, I guess, because yeah. they... And they can actually see it, mm-hmm. which right. made it easier for me because I knew that everybody was looking and I had to finish this this same day because it was difficult. <laughs> Peer but pressure. What, what do the supplements do? And for people out there listening and want to try it, how can they try it? So, well, what do the supplements so, do? so this is so so this is the thing. One of the most important things about how we eat in general now is supplementation mm-hmm. because the minerals and nutrients in the soil is depleting. Mm-hmm. So even if we get, even when we're buying, you know. Um, produce and it's organic or whatever the soil is there's a problem so we the the actual supplementation that we get especially with like the infertility and Mm -hmm. with fibroids and pcos the whole reproductive issue going on in women we have a supplement called essence of fertility Mm -hmm. now we develop that and not only does it get rid of fibroids and pcos and endometriosis and you know thyroid issues it also the symptoms like the heavy bleeding. It gets rid of the heavy bleeding. It um, gets rid of cramping. We've had women who've been cramping since their first period, and after a couple of months, they're like, "There's no pain. We don't have any more cramping." You're not supposed so, to cramp in your period, all? never. No. That's and you're not a problem. That's that inflammation. Either, which is crazy because sometimes, like, I don't know if there's too much information for you guys, but. You know, you go to bed at night, and this is not just me. Like, a lot of us will talk about this, and mm-hmm. you wear a super Heavier. plus tampon, but then you also have to wear a pad because yeah. you bleed right mm-hmm. through it. Yeah. And it's a really uh, huge inconvenience. Right. And, well, and, that's and not, not only that, happen. it's an indicator that something's wrong. But, you know, not just, not just for TMI, but my wife doesn't bleed much at all. And she has never cramped since 16. She doesn't even get her period with all those kids. Yeah, well, she's always yeah, pregnant. The kids, but, but, she, <laughs> <laughs> but, but it's the weirdest thing because the fifth baby, you know, when, usually when I touch my wife, she's pregnant. But this baby <laughs> has been the hardest because we don't know why. And it's like we checked the sperm, we checked her, and everything is right. So we're going to try the fertility thing mm-hmm. and see if it works. But Wait, you trying to have another baby? Why mm-hmm. not? Oh, I didn't know that. Right. Right. Emmy always right. says this is it after every baby. Well, and then you know every it? year he has another it's, one. They it, love it, kids. It keeps you young. That's the first it, commandment. It's, it's, it's you actually, didn't say last time that was the last one. Oh. I might have said that. Okay. So we wanted to. I just wanted to say something. So when we say a cycle, right? It uh, what women are experiencing is not a cycle. Mm. It's the body hemorrhage. screaming out yeah. that something's wrong. They're hemorrhaging. They had in hot and cold flushes. Well, I think this is actually the, a good time to introduce Annalisa's story. Yeah, sure. Yeah, let's Dr. Annalise Henry, who's a psychologist, um, school psychologist, she joined the program really around the time we launched. And, you're, you know, I want you to talk about your case because, I mean, headline, Annalise eliminated 50 fibroids on our program with wow. no surgery. All right, we have more with our detox doctors and our coach, Jesse. When we come back, don't move. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. They wish and 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 they wish and
Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne Tha God. We are the Breakfast Club. We have our detox doctors and Coach Jesse in the building. You want to know about losing weight and women if you have fibroids? They'll help you out, yee. So right now we have Dr. Annalise, and she is going to share with us her testimonial about her fibroid situation. You know, when I first, I had a fibroid since I was like in my 20s. I'm 43 now, and I initially had the surgery. I had the myomectomy, and I was about 27, 28. And, um, what is that? Um, myomectomy is the, just the removal of the fibroids and leaving your uterus procedure. intact. So how do they do that? Do they, like, scrape they it? They cut. They cut. cut into yeah. It. Okay. It's, it's like a C-section. Mm-hmm. It's oh, basically, it's the, I have a there cut. I have the C-section options. cut. I didn't know that. But, okay. So I have the C-section yeah. cut. It's basically the same, the same healing time. Um, I was on the same ward as the people having yeah. babies. It was like, honestly, it was, it was so degrading because you had to walk around to kind of get, after the surgery, to get back into you know, normal um, exercise, and there were just babies all around. I'm like, I don't know if this could ever be a reality for me. So it was it was really emotional, um, emotional. but mm-hmm. after that, I had decided not to eat meat. I stopped eating red meat, and I stopped eating chicken at that time. And I, was, I, I introduced soy. I, I ate so much soy as a replacement for the meat, not knowing how damaging the soy was. So... Mm-hmm. Um, the fibroids grew back very quickly. Very I'm glad qu- you said that because vegetarian, the people think vegetarian, not just have mm-hmm. soy, meat. That's why we say don't trade animal-based mm-hmm. toxins, animal-based toxins for, for plant-based toxins. Right. That's the key education. Just because they're plants doesn't mean they heal you. So um, so because of that, the fibroids, they, they grew and grew and grew, and I knew I didn't want to have surgery anymore. So um, I just kind of waited. I just waited for a, an option, a solution. Help. Rescue. Um, and then I, I had actually elected to have another surgery, um, the laparoscopic surgery, because yeah. I heard it was not as invasive. And this was about a year prior to me hearing about the program. And the what's whole that? Beyond, laparoscopic. The laparoscopic is just kind of laser. They they insert um, a laser into your belly button, like around your belly button, and they they um, take the fibroids out mm-hmm. through that. So it's less invasive, less hospital time, um, less healing time. So I was going to do that, and, and actually the reason why that didn't happen was because the doctor on the day of the surgery was acting so erratic. She was upset with me because I was late. Hey, I'm Jamaican. I'm always late. <laughs> so um, she was very upset with me because I was, like, ruining her schedule, her her operating and schedule. So I just looked at her, and I was like, you are not touching me today. And I got mm-hmm. up and left. God's plan. And let me tell you, so mm-hmm. it was such... A plan of God because the next day I was like searching for doctors. I was like, I have to get rid of these fibroids. I was like desperate. I found another doctor. I just went for a consultation. I brought all the paperwork from the from the NYU, um, you know, hospital. I did all the pre-op stuff, and the doctor looked at my iron levels and said, "You better thank God that you didn't have that surgery. Your iron levels are so low that it's possible you could have bled out on that table." Ooh, wow. Isn't that crazy? So I heard that, and I was just like, wow, I dodged the bullet. That was mm-hmm. definitely divine intervention, you know. Um, I ended up, in, that was a, I was in Manhattan at the end, I ended up walking across the Brooklyn Bridge, just feeling like I could conquer the world, right. that I'm alive. Wow. And now you have a good excuse to continue being late. <laughs> <laughs> so fast exactly. forward. So fast <laughs> forward to the program, you know, um, I did the Detox 14. It changed my life. I mean, every day I would wake up and see my face. I was just disappearing. 
Mm-hmm. Like you oh, she was see... over 200 something pounds also. Oh, wow. Yeah. yeah I, I've got so, to <laughs> so I lost about 40 something pounds and, and, you know, plus. So um, it was just, dev- it's changed my life. I was a, I was a different person because I, can't, I finally felt like I had a solution to this problem I've been dealing with for like 20 years. The first thing that stopped was a cramping because after I started taking the, the essence of fertility, my cramps disappeared mm-hmm. and I was like, Wow. So you what know. happens when you go to the doctor and they're like, there's no more fibroids? Well, what do you tell them? Well, so, so this wh- is the thing. So I still have some fibro because I had a lot of fibroids mm-hmm. and they were big. Yeah, some of them, I had 57. These are 57. MRI reports. So <laughs> when I went to, you know, I kept on the program because um, like I said, I was sold after that 14 day and, and it was hard for me because I, I love food and I love I did it too, like exactly. lasagna and <laughs> oxtail and all of that you. stuff and you know oh, what I mean? So, um, but fast forward to so, you finally, so you're your symptoms started changing. You mm-hmm. knew something was going on. Yeah. And then in July, because you started in January, in July, you went for your sonogram to say, okay, yes. let me get the real deal. Tell us what the doctor told you. Okay. So um, I was actually in Florida. My parents live in Florida and I was vacationing with them and I had the doctor fax me. And I knew I was eliminating because of how it felt. You know, what I. What did it, it feel like when you eliminated? It just feels like you're having a bowel movement. Oh, so you can actually see them? Yeah, you see the tissue. So tell us what the doctor said. So the doctor said that I had eliminated, the MRI showed I had eliminated 50 fibroids, and they actually counted the ones that I had left. So I had seven left, and they counted them and measured them. You know, prior to this, you couldn't see my ovaries. Uh, My ovaries were obscured because of how many fibroids were in my uterus. Um, So the chance of children, anything like that was just out of the question, you know, just even a thought. So that's why, again, I said like my personal life was so affected because I just didn't feel like a woman. Mm-hmm. I didn't feel like I had that much to offer to a relationship. So it did affect me and my dating life. But I was super focused on this program. And, and not to say that I didn't have cheat meals, not cheat days. I had cheat meals. Mm-hmm. Because times when, you know, when you're, when you're making this transition, it's hard. Mm-hmm. And and certain food, like I said, I'm Jamaican, like, you mm-hmm. know, Escovich fish. I would have Escovich fish. Like, and then, and I'd be I like sick. Yeah. <laughs> and then I would get sick, though. My body started rejecting it. But I think it's important because so many women hit me up after you guys were here last time talking about their fibroids. Where can I learn how to eliminate my yeah. fibroids? Because it's an issue, like you said, 90% of black women mm-hmm. well, are We have fibroidelimination.com. Mm-hmm. Okay. We have electrichealth.org. G, all right, as well as those other websites, and these yeah. where you can set up consultations. We yep. have webinars. That's we have thing. articles um, that explains, you know, estrogen dominance that Charlemagne was asking about. Mm-hmm. So there's several articles on the fibroelimination.com website. Mm-hmm. So there's tons of information that we yeah. provide. And women are so concerned about fertility, and yep. like you said, it's not just the woman too. For the man, you guys yeah. should figure yeah. out absolutely no well mm-hmm. the the program Together. actually has there there are supplements for the men too mm-hmm. and again that's why we we want them to download the free seminar so that they can learn and listen together because when they're on the same page and they do it together like with Rochelle because her, she and her husband did it together within a month's time they were actually pregnant right. you know you and, and your wife there's, did, did, no, did, 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 right. yeah, did detox and, and, and Gia was, wasn't trying to lose weight she, we, she did it to just be healthier mm-hmm. to the point where Gia had to eat like five times a day <laughs> not to lose weight and she right. still lost 10 pounds right like, well, me, but she I was, was like, losing I, she was losing toxins yeah, That's, yeah, yeah, you yeah. Know? And, was, and Gia didn't really have great eating habits before that no the first couple of days she had headaches because she used to drink soda so much so the caffeine would give her like bad headaches but that 
only lasted what two three days. Right. Because of the acid of the stomach now mm-hmm. is starting to balance itself out. Those chemicals are coming into the brain, and that's why she was having that. And that's that's what's so important about the supplements as well, because there are supplements that are there to eliminate toxins. Then there are supplements that are there to regenerate. Mm -hmm. And you'll see more and more people who are doing, I know, the detox now, because, you know, we set up some of my friends and they're going to be, you know, doing the detox to get healthier. And I want to say I thank you guys. Because yeah, I know no. dealing with yeah. me was difficult because I'm telling you, I'm like, no. <laughs> can I eat this? What's up? Can I eat this? I've been dealing with something like, can I eat this? They're like, no. Show a picture. <laughs> <laughs> but I appreciate nah, you cool. guys. And no, I wanted no to shout out um, Waka and Tammy because they were like the first yeah. people to like say, look, we want to do your detox. detox. And they're showing us so much love. Yeah, so Tammy I just want to throw here. that out there. Yeah. Shout out to them too. Yeah, Killer Mike. Killer Mike and C-No. Well, thank you guys for yeah, joining thank us. You for having and thank you for helping me out too. I really appreciate it, man. Hey, I feel no yes, problem. for me as well too. I do appreciate <laughs> you. Girl, we're not finished time. with you. Anytime, anytime. Yeah, we have more thank you for having us. Yes, now, I just yes. stayed on the meal plan. That's the tough part. But I'm, 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 I'm seventy-five. Listen, you know what? It. That's what I love. I'm seventy-five percent on it. Steps. You're taking steps. Process. Yep. All right. Well, listen. All right. And I have to say, Envy smells better. He used to be funky here. It does change. I'm glad the room doesn't smell like we said to light candles. Yo, you know, not for nothing. My gas don't smell anymore. It doesn't. It doesn't. Say gas doesn't stink anymore. It used to be a disaster. Envy being here, farting, sweating, stinking. They don't believe me. They don't believe you. But my ish don't stink. That's it. Hey, your underarms don't stink anymore. I want to thank you guys as well. All right. It's the Breakfast Club. Thank you, Doc. The Breakfast Club. It's time, time, time. She's spilling the tea. This is the Rumor Report with Angela Yee on The Breakfast Club. Well, this happened at Houston's. Apparently, a woman went in to use the restroom, and she was allowed to do that. Nothing wrong with that. Innocent mm-hmm. female customer, Monday night in Atlanta. And that's when a security guard came in and went into the women's restroom and dragged the customer out through the restaurant and out the front door. Now, I have no idea why the security would do this, but he was holding her arm behind her back. Two of her friends were there yelling at him to let her go before he gets arrested. One of the friends said she was calling the police and the security guard said he was going to detain the woman until the police arrived. When she showed the pictures of her injuries, That's it was crazy. all these black and blue. She had a black eye, several bruises on mm-hmm. her leg, and eventually she was arrested and booked for a felony. Here is what T.I. was saying yesterday. Hey, I got a message for Houston. After all we went through, y'all gonna allow old Guzman to drag this young lady out the bathroom, through the restaurant, push her in the bush and physically assault her. Guzman, I need to see you home. Come do me like that. Drag me through the restaurant. That's what you do. And we'll try it the political, the diplomatic way. We done did. We'll try it the Martin Luther King way. It's time for Malcolm X. <laughs> He's pissed off. He should be. I understand what they mean when they say the Malcolm X way, but we've never seen Malcolm X actually in a physical altercation. We should say the Nat Turner way. That's more appropriate. All right. Well, awful if you see these injuries this woman suffered from. Now, T.I. had worked really closely with Houston's, thinking that relationships were going to improve, but apparently still having situations. And the woman actually got arrested, like I said, and booked for a felony. Here's what T.I. said about that. There was a young lady who went into Houston's when they was about to close SU the restroom. They were granted access to the restroom. They went in there, then this dude, Guzman, who's a security guard, now the police officer came in. He told them to come on because they, they, they were closing. So the girls were finishing up in the bathroom. It was three of them. And then finally, two minutes later, he came in the woman bathroom, he did, drags her physically through the restaurant, 
she had a black eye, sustained injuries and bruises and all that kind of stuff. She 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 also got felony charges filed against her by, by Atlanta Police Department. We're going to get that knocked out. T.I. is absolutely correct, and you know you got T.I. hot when his grammar is not immaculate. Yeah. Okay? He was pissed <laughs> off last night, bro. When he's breathing hard and his flow isn't as eloquent as it usually is when he's talking, that's when you know you got tip pissed off. All right. So we'll keep our eye on this whole situation. Shout out um, to T.I., man. What was the reasoning for it, though? Like, I why did they? No. I, mean, I like, think they said they were closing, and, and yeah, but they, they were too long in the bathroom. The I think they said they were too long in the bathroom. He was trying to get her out the bathroom. Yeah, but if you physically you assaulting physically her. No, you can't do nothing. No, someone no. out of the bathroom. Nope. Like, what? That's ridiculous. All right, Lena Waithe is going to be honored at the MTV Movie and TV Awards. She made history as the first woman of color to win an Emmy Award for comedy writing when she worked on Master of None. Now she is getting the Trailblazer Award at the 2018 MTV Movie and TV Awards. So congratulations. Shout to Lena Waithe. Drop one to Lena Waithe, that's going to air Monday, June 18th. So I'll, I'll be there for that. I'm actually presenting at the MTV Movie Awards. And Tiffany Award Haddish is going to be hosting the event as well. Yes, she is. All right, Jennifer Aniston. She is going to be doing an upcoming Netflix comedy film, and it's called First Lady. They just announced that she's going to play the first female president of the United States. And she is also going to have Tig Notaro playing the first lady. So it says behind every great woman is another great woman. Should be interesting. Will Ferrell is going to be producing and so is Jennifer Aniston. All right. And in the meantime, speaking of Netflix, the Obamas have reached an agreement. They're going to produce films and series for Netflix. Now, they first reported this back in March that they were in negotiations with Netflix, but now they have made the official announcement. So they have formed a company called Higher Ground Productions to create the content. We don't know what the financial terms of the deal are. But Mr. Obama, Mr. President, former president, but really still our president, Barack Obama, said one of the simple joys of our time in public service was getting to meet so many fascinating people from all walks of life and to help them share their experiences with a wider audience. That's why Michelle and I are so excited to partner with Netflix. We hope to cultivate and curate the talented inspiring creative voices who are able to promote greater empathy and understanding between peoples and helping them share their stories with the entire world. Don't forget Michelle Obama's memoir, Becoming, is going to be out in November, and Barack Obama is going to be doing a new memoir as well under that same deal. All right, I'm Angela Yee, and that is your rumor report. All right, thank you, Miss Yee. Charlemagne. Yes, sir. Who are you giving your donkey to? You know, for after the hour, we need to talk about something that should be a universal law all across the board, but clearly some people haven't gotten the memo. So we need this young lady who uh, came on stage with Kendrick Lamar yesterday to come to the front of the congregation. We'd like to have a conversation with her. Her name is Delaney, by the way. All right, we'll give it to Delaney when we come back. Keep it locked. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Just don't be a donkey, because right now you want some real donkey shit. It's time for donkey of the day. So if you ever feel I need to be a donkey, man, <laughs> hit me with the heat. Did she get donkey in the day? Please tell me. Absolutely. I have become donkey of the day. It's the breakfast club, bitches. You're a donkey. Yes, donkey of the day for Tuesday, May 22nd goes to this young lady named Delaney. From Alabama. Salute to everyone who listens to us in Birmingham on 104.1 The Beat and in Mobile on 100.3 The Beat. Kendrick Lamar, uh, a young man who I consider the leader of the new school for this generation, was performing at the Hangout Festival in Alabama, and he decided to bring this young Caucasian Delaney on stage to do a little trap karaoke. Now, Kendrick's first album, Good Kid, Mad City, features a very tough tune called Mad City. Now, Delaney, I don't know how old she is, but if I had to guess, I would say late, late 90s. Are early 2000s because only a white person born in the late 90s, I'm talking 98 and 99, are early 2000s would fall for the trap that Kendrick Lamar laid out. I am absolutely positive that white people of a certain age know they can't say the N-word in any context. Mm-hmm. 
right? That has to be a universal white law for every white person who's not a racist or a bigot, right? I mean, if you're a racist or a bigot, then the N-word is life. But if you're a white ally, you would never want to offend the black people you ride for, right? Well, when you're younger, you don't see things that way simply because you only know the N-word because your favorite black artist uses it all the time and your favorite black personalities use it all the time and your favorite black athletes use it all the time. It's in the music that you purchase. So I understand how for a youngin', you know, the use of the N-word can be confusing. Now, Kendrick brought this white woman on stage and had her sing Mad City. Let's be clear. This song, Mad City, has the N-word in it 21 times. <laughs> you know how I know? Because I had our producer, <laughs> Daniel, count it, okay? It's four N-words in the hook alone. Let's listen to the audio and see how Delaney handled this Fear Factor Challenge. <laughs> so much yesterday because I could hear the confusion in her throat. Okay, I could feel how warm she probably felt on that stage. Neck started to get hot. Okay, what you witnessed in that video was the Snickers Want to Get Away commercial filmed live, okay? It's like Delaney. You have to understand the climate we are in, and you have to understand that no matter how cool you think you are as a Caucasian, you will never be cool enough to use the N-word in any context, even if you are reciting the music from your favorite rapper. Now, I'm not going to act like I'm not conflicted by this, though, because I've seen Kendrick Lamar concerts before, and I've seen a whole crowd of white people singing along to these records, and I've never seen them stop the song to address the crowd and tell the white folks not to do it. And if you you know you have the N-word in your song. Why bring a white person on stage to sing it? Okay, especially a song that got the N-word in it 21 times, four times in the hook. Now, I'm glad Kendrick did that because it brought me a lot of joy as far as getting a great laugh out of it. But nah, bruh. Now, the reason Delaney is getting donkey today is because she did know better. Okay, the reason she knew better is because when Kendrick corrected her, she acknowledged her mistake. Let's hear it. You got it. I promise. <laughs> It's not hard. It's not hard. See, not only did she know the world was wrong, she edited herself, okay? She knew exactly where those N-words landed in order to edit herself, okay? It's, what happened the first time was she forgot she wasn't in her car by herself. She forgot she wasn't in her house, in her room with her friends. That stage was not your usual safe space, Delaney. Now, I don't care what you white people do in the privacy of your own home, but I encourage you not to. The reason I encourage you not to is because you shouldn't practice bad habits. Okay, saying the N-word is a bad habit. And when you practice bad habits, you run the risk of making the mistake that Delaney just made. Please give Delaney the sweet sounds in the Hamiltons. Oh, now you are the donkey mm. of the day. You are the donkey of the day. Now, even though this young lady is wrong, we do have to start holding some of these artists accountable. 
Right. And the reason I say that is because we don't want white people saying the N-word, then let's stop giving them reasons to use the N-word, okay? F that E-R-G-A thing, okay? F the context, okay? If you can make young white kids call us something, make them call us gods, kings, queens. Why the N-word still? Yeah, I'm sure a lot of people watch that video and with and artists in particular and will probably like, maybe I should ease up on that. Well the yeah. thing is the thing is if you're an artist and these kids are fans and they buy your music, they stream it, they follow you, they, they sing know along every to lyric, it. And they sing every they <laughs> sing along to it. They don't think there's anything wrong with it because like you said, they think it's a difference between an ER and an A. They don't even know that. All they know is that the context their favorite artist is using it in is usually in a flattering context. So okay? is she wrong because she's following her favorite artist? She's, she's rapping her lyrics and she's not using it in a nasty, negative way. She's using it like Kendrick. She's wrong it. because she acknowledged she was wrong. Because she actually looked at Kendrick and said, did I say it? She didn't even realize that it came out of her mouth because she's so used to practicing bad habits. Like, I didn't realize I burped just now. But I kept going. Ew. You know what I'm saying? So I think that artists should have more accountability when it comes to just letting the N-word fly in their music. All right, well, let's open up the can phone you, lines. Can you, if, if I pay for a song, am I purchasing the right to say the N-word? I huh? Know. I pay $1.99 for YG, my, my nigga. Okay? So you should be, you should, yeah, you should be able to sing it. If you if you bought the dirty version, you should be able to say it. All right, right? now. No. No? <laughs> no. I mean, you can. Listen, it's a fair factor challenge. You do what you want to do. You got to suffer the You're consequences right. of that action. You're right. Eight hundred five eight five. Dollar from Black Eye. I don't know. One zero five one. Who's at fault in this situation? Right? Is it Kendrick Lamar? Is it or is it Delaney? All right. Eight hundred five eight five one zero five one. Is it Kendrick's at fault? I mean, he brought up on stage. He said the N word. Yeah, you did pick the the clearly the whitest white girl in all of Alabama. To I'm come sure there was a black the person out there somewhere. You could have found one Negro in the crowd, Kendrick, or maybe not. Maybe not. All right, but 800-585-1051. Who was wrong? Who's at fault? Kendrick or Delaney? Call us now. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Now, if you just join us, Charlamagne gave a young lady, a young white girl from Alabama donkey today. Yeah, her name was Delaney. Uh, uh, the reason Delaney got donkey today is because Kendrick Lamar brought her on stage to sing Mad City. Mad City has the N-word in it 21 times, four times in the hook. Let's hear it. she has to get donkey today is because she acknowledged that the word was wrong and she couldn't even believe that it slipped out of her mouth. She even asked Kendrick, did I say it? And then when she redid it the second time, she edited the N-word perfectly. So she understands that that's not a word that she should be letting fly in a public but public place like maybe that. Maybe she thought it was okay because she was just reciting lyrics. She to was her trying to be like rapper. Kendrick. This is her shot. Exactly. And she tried to get up there, and she seemed a little drunk too. And she just probably just lost her mind. So let's let's open up the phone lines. Eight hundred five eight five one zero five one. Who's at fault? Is it Kendrick or Delaney? Now, um, yeah. Who do you think? Well, first of all, she should know better, but clearly she didn't. Should she though? Yeah, she should. I mean. All you got to do is if you have social media, you watch the news, you know people who are black, 
Maybe she doesn't have any but of those the, things. But maybe she knows somebody that's black and she uses around her black friends. Because afterwards, she was able to censor herself and with no problem. Right, but she's buying Kendrick's song and she's reciting these lyrics like a dollar ninety nine is is enough. That's you paying paying to say the n word. Yeah, uh, that what you saying? See, <laughs> I look at it like if you don't want people saying the n word, then then don't say it. Because your fans, your fans are gonna follow you regardless. Yeah, especially in your art. You right. know what I'm saying? I feel like artists should be be held a little bit more accountable. If we don't want white people saying the N-word, then let's stop giving them reasons to use the N-word, okay? Like, we can, if we can make young white kids call us something, make them call us gods. He might have to get some type of disclaimer first, like, when he brings people up. All right, now we have incidents. But it's not, even, it's not even on stage, though. He does it, you know, when people buy the songs, and, and that's what they do, you know? I just think we don't realize how much we're hypocrites and how much we contradict ourselves mm-hmm. because if we say things like, the N-word is okay now, and we've changed the context of it. Shouldn't that mean that it's changed for everybody? You can't still get upset when you hear a white person say it if the context of the word has changed. Well, let's go to the phone line. Hello, who's this? This is Kiki. Kiki, who do you think was at fault? Kendrick or uh, the young lady, Delaney? Definitely Kendrick. Why? Definitely. Because you got... Sorry. You got Whoa. the N word. See, you, you just did it too. In your song, all through the song, over twenty times in your song. How can she? How can she not say it? You should have pulled a black person on the stage, or if it was even one black person on it. I mean, on the audience, you should have pulled that one black person. Don't pull a white person up there well, well, and get mad when they say it. Well, okay. she did edit herself the second time, though. Yeah, she. Okay, hello. Nobody's stupid. You know when to edit the song. It don't matter if the word was the N word or if the word was the B word. You know when to when to edit it. You so know why she didn't do that from the beginning? Why she didn't do that from the beginning then? Because, because, she, because we in a show. I just paid my money. I bought your CD. I'm, I'm into the song. I'm hyped. I'm that's not, right. I'm not going to edit she it. She said it's Kendrick. Wow. No, no. That's right. So what's the? Don't put my white stuff on the stage if you don't want me to say that word and I'm already talked up. I didn't know it was a price on saying the N-word. All I got to do is buy a song and buy a, a concert ticket? Hello, wow. who's this? Sherry. Hey, Sherry, who was wrong, Kendrick or Delaney? Delaney. Why you say that? Because um, a lot of Caucasian people know what they're not supposed to say, and they use that excuse of, oh, well, it was in the song, and oh, well, I was just saying it, and it was a slip of the tongue. Nah, we're old enough, and we already know this has been going on for years. You shouldn't say certain things, and she should have known better. All right. Thank you, Mama. 800-585-1051. We're talking. Kendrick Lamar brought a white girl on stage to do his song, and she said the N-word. Who is wrong? Who's at fault? Kendrick or the young lady Delaney? Call us now. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Good morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Now, if you just joined us, Charlamagne gave this young woman from Alabama donkey of the day. Now, Charlamagne, why'd you give a donkey today? Yes, Delaney. Delaney got donkey today because uh, Kendrick Lamar bought her on stage to perform Mad City. Mad City is a song off his first album that has the N-word in it 21 times. Mm-hmm. Has it four times in the hook. Let's hear it. Now, the reason I had to give her a donkey is because she acknowledged that the word was wrong. She didn't even know that the word slipped out of her mouth. And when she performed it the second time, she edited herself perfectly. She forgot that that stage was not a safe space 
She realized she wasn't at home in her room. She realized she wasn't in her car, but she realized it a little too late. But the problem is, is, is if I'm a fan of you and I buy all your music and purchase all your music, I'm going to sing the lyrics exactly like you do. I'm not thinking about what I got to send to myself who might be watching, especially if I'm in Alabama and the crowd probably look just like me. Bro, I'm they with you. Until they started booing. And that was interesting to me too because I've seen Kendrick Lamar concerts where white people have all been chanting the N-word mm-hmm. and he's never stopped the crowd to be like, yo, y'all can't do that. But so he just stopped the girl on stage standing next to him with the mic. I think it was because from the, I think the reaction of the, the crowd. crowd. Right. I don't think Kendrick would have stopped her if the crowd didn't react in a, in a, in a, in a, in a wild way. But... Once again, this is just another example of why the N-word will never be a positive word, and I don't know why we keep trying to make it that. Because if it was such a positive word and the context has been changed all across the board, we wouldn't care who uses it. Well, let's go to the phone lines. Nicole, good morning. Hey. Hey, who was that for? Was it Kendrick or was it the young lady Delaney? To be honest with you, I really feel like he was dead wrong. Um, Why? Because if it was me, if it was me, and I was a Caucasian... And you, you laughing at the mere thought. As, <laughs> and, 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 and I'm on stage, and you invite me on stage as a, you know, I'm a dedicated fan. Like, I love you. Mm-hmm. I'm, you invite me on stage, and this is one of the moments of my life. And you didn't tell me a before time that if I <laughs> say the word, you know the word, the N-word. The N-word. That you, you, you know, if you were going to invite me on stage and ask me to recite your song, sing it. Just letting you know that I'm a dedicated fan because I'm going to say every word for word for word. So listen, we in Charleston, right? We in the 843. A white girl come on stage. She starts singing Mr. Taylor. I'll shoot that girl right now. Man, Taylor's so real. You know where it's going for Charlamagne. Come on now. <laughs> He's going to get mad at her. He's a die-hard Taylor, Mr. Taylor fan. But since she's clocking people now, don't forget my son is back on the track. Go check him out on Facebook and on Twitter and on Instagram. You know, I got to plug my baby now. I ain't mad at you. Plug all right, your baby. baby. 843 all day. Salute to my guy, Mr. Taylor, man. My goodness. Hello? Hello? Hey, who's this? Hi, this is Myra. Hey, Myra. What did you think about uh, Kendrick? Was Kendrick at fault or the young lady Delaney? Honestly, I really think that Kendrick was at fault because we are so caught up in black and white and we're turning it always racism. And sometimes it is true. White people do think they're just cool. And Kendrick knew that his song had the N-word in it. So he knew that she was going to go along with the process. And I think that she was just more so being genuine with her song rather than trying to call us out of our name and degrade us. Oh, no, no, no. no, I don't think she was being racist at all. That's That's not even a conversation. I don't think she was being racist at all. That's not even the point. It's just the point of a white woman, a white person. You gave her donkey of the day, and of course she's white, but Kendrick should have never let her... Well, the reason I gave her donkey is because she acknowledged that the word was wrong. And she even said to Kendrick, oh, my God, did I say it? So she knew that the word was wrong. If she didn't only know the because, word was wrong. Only because, only because he stopped her. He uh, tried to portray that image like, don't be saying that. So that's why. But if the crowd would have went along with it, he would have went along with it. She wouldn't have thought she was at wrong thought because she was having a good time with I the agree crowd. with that. I agree with you on that. I do All agree right. with that. I feel like if the crowd if the crowd went along with it, I think he'd have kept going too. Yeah, for sure. For sure. All right, baby. Well thank you. All right. What's the moral of the story? 
Uh, the moral of the story is, man, we do have to start holding some of these artists accountable. If we don't want white people saying the N-word, then let's stop giving them reasons to use the N-word, okay? If we want to make young white kids call us something, make them call us what we are, which is gods, kings, and queens, goddammit. I also call me a king. Nah, you too beige to ever be called a king. Ain't no light-skinned people in Wakanda. I don't know if you noticed that or not. You Did you notice that? There was no waffle-colored no, Negroes in Wakanda at all. Well, they call him a queen. Shut up. <laughs> Ain't no light-skinned queens in Wakanda either, bro. <laughs> you know what? That'd be dope if they got a brown paper bag test to get into Wakanda. Yeah, get out of here, man. <laughs> get out of here. That would be so dope. No way, man. Yeah, we got rumors on the way. Uh, yes, we are going to talk about Mac Miller. Can somebody check on our guy Mac Miller? We'll tell you about I what's going on with him. All right. We'll get into that when we come back. Keep it locked. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Well, Mac Miller, he blew twice the legal limit when he got arrested last week, and that's after he fled the crash scene. If you guys remember when we told the story, uh, his G-Wagon, basically, he hit a pole, and the impact was bad enough. The airbags deployed. Now, he and his other two passengers ran, but they did arrest him. After they ran his place, they came to his house and got him. We told you he also uh, broke up with, well, him and Ariana Grande broke up. I don't know who broke up with who, but she did tweet, please take care of yourself. I told y'all that he was <laughs> drunk driving because he was depressed that Ariana Grande broke up, and Ariana Grande probably already moved on with another guy. Well, they broke up right after Coachella, and now Ariana Grande has been dating Pete Davidson from Saturday Night Live. Drop one of the clues bombs for the legend Pete Davidson. Now, Pete Davidson also, I guess, (laughs) broke up with his girlfriend. He was dating Larry David's daughter. They been broke up, man. This is so, so fun to watch. I, you know, you know how you be. You ever see Minister Society? And you know, you a wax and a wax just like to see people doing dirt. Right. That's how I be sometimes, oh, man. My Drop one of clues bombs for my little man Pete Davis. So you seen this going on a while ago? I don't know anything. That's my guy. You that's, 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 that's my good friend, man. I love Pete, man. Pete just living his best life. Okay. All right. Now Floyd Mayweather gave his daughter a thirty carat diamond that's ring crazy. for her eighteenth birthday. Is that crazy? It's a canary yellow diamond in the center yes. of it. It's mountain and platinum. Each stone is a carat and a half, and there's eight of them, so the total number of carats is 30 carats. It is crazy if you're looking at it in the context of your life, but in the context of Floyd Mayweather, no, nah, that's not crazy. That's still crazy. That ring got to be a couple million. Floyd yeah, Mayweather's worth a couple hundred million. They said it's the high million. six figures. Mm-hmm. They said it was in the high six figures is mm-hmm. what it costs. I don't know. All right, Meghan Markle, you know, her. the choir performed Stand By Me at her wedding on Saturday, and they said that song got a boost in Spotify streams on the day of the nuptials, about a 30% boost. Another song that she had was I Want to Dance with Somebody, Whitney Houston's song, and they said that experienced a spike as well. So a lot of things that she's been doing, they call it the Markle effect. Whenever Meghan Markle wears something or does something, a lot of people... Uh, get on board with that. And speaking of wearing things, you guys should be really excited that Fashion Nova for Men is coming. Why would I be excited about that? Because you guys can um, have options like women have now for Fashion Nova. So that is going to be coming on June 12th, uh, Fashion Nova for Men. I posted it actually yesterday and I got uh, a lot of people responded. Some were excited, some were not. Can't Can't say that I'm excited about that. Fashion Nova for Men is all the way. It's not just the ladies having all the fun now. Some Uh, women... Over. Some women were like, damn, we can't have anything for ourselves. All right, Matt Barnes. You know, Gloria Govan is getting married to Derek Fisher, and Gloria said that Matt Barnes is not invited to the wedding, and she doesn't even want a present. Here she is. You know, I just think that's awkward. You know, like, Derek's ex is not going to be there. De- Matt won't be there. I just think oh, okay. that's a little, yeah, that's just, that's just far-fetched. It's an awkward you know, thing. Yeah, oh. it's really awkward. Like, you know. So there's no chance Matt shows up to the wedding? <laughs> no. 
Maybe not, maybe he'll send you no, a gift. No, hopefully not. Yeah, he won't, he won't I will be sending throw that you gift a, away. Say, you'll throw, you'll throw yeah, absolutely, gift away. absolutely. In the meantime, Matt Barnes is suing his ex-wife Gloria Govan and her parents. He said they embezzled three hundred thousand dollars from him. So. I'm sure that's part of the issues why she wouldn't want him at the wedding. And Jada Pinkett Smith, on her Red Table Talk, she discussed actually finding out that she was having significant hair loss. This is what she had to say. I've been getting a lot of questions about why I've been wearing this turban. Well, I've been having issues with hair loss. You know, I was in the shower one day and then just handfuls of hair just in my hands. And I was just like... It was one of those times in my life where I was literally shaking with fear. So in case you haven't noticed, she's been wearing turbans a lot lately in public. And she said doctors haven't been able to diagnose what's causing that hair mm. loss. But her friends do think it's from stress. I think it's roots. Roots of voodoo. You know what I'm saying? They, they spent a lot of time in New Orleans filming Girls Trip. I don't know. You can't trust people nowadays. Whenever something is going on with you and the doctors can't figure out what it is, roots of voodoo. Go get you a root doctor, a voodoo doctor to look you over there. You can't be stressed? No, because somebody could, you can diagnose stress. Mm. Yes. Right. Well, I'm Angela Yee, and that is your rumor report. All right. Thank you, Miss Yee. Up next is the People's Choice Mix, so let us know what you want to hear at DJ Envy. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning.